is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Kalen and Jack. As always, it is March 3rd, Wednesday, March 3rd. Um, and guys, it's a weird feeling because we are talking after a Michigan basketball loss, which hasn't happened that often. So I don't know. I Do you guys have kind of a weird feeling today waking up? It's a very rare feeling, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, I I almost feel kind of relieved, man. Like they were due for a bad loss, and I'd rather, rather have, have it happen it now than even against MSU or in the tournament, you know. So cool, get it out of the way. I'm happy. I'm fine. Yeah, I feel like you know, you felt like it was coming eventually. So I'm glad it's now. Yeah, I I agree. I think that this was, um, you know, I also would. I'll take it. So okay. Let's just get it off the table. That was just, I mean, they looked like they had never played basketball before. It looked like a completely different team. It was so weird. It, it was, was just like, very weird. Every every aspect of it. Everything they did well in, they did poorly in. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just all the games piling up or something. But it was, that team was totally fucking different. And I kind of loved, loved slash hated how every Michigan like fan account was so overreacting. Oh, it was, like it we was, were done. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, Jesus, guys, like it's a one fucking game. This is only second loss of the season to a good team. Yeah, yeah. I actually hopped on the, the Twitter to uh, <laughs> check it out a little bit. And I was like, wow, these people are wild. These people have are just going off off of nothing virtually. So oh, that, that was pretty amusing, <laughs> especially for a second loss in in a basketball season where even after that loss, they're still probably gonna be a number one seed and they're still in sole possession of the Big Ten uh, standing. So, I mean, it was just it, it's so funny how fucked our fan base is <laughs> not not taking <laughs> I, not saying we're not part of it. You know, I mean, we're all fucked. I mean, definitely. we're part <laughs> of it. Oh, yeah, we're just contributing. Yeah, I think that. Honestly, every Michigan fan is so scarred by football that this is how they think they should react to everything. You know, even when they have a really good basketball team. So nobody knows how to act. Uh, That's right. Nobody knows how to fucking act. That's true. It's also I've seen like um, our guy, Matt Burns, he was he was like talking on Twitter and he was like very nervous about the these MSU games, which I'm not going to lie. I am, too. But it's like. I think I don't know, you know, if it wasn't MSU, we none of us would be concerned because they're not that good of a basketball team. Aaron Henry's really good. The rest of their team stinks. And so I here's but here's why Matt Burns is very like worried and and my me and probably a lot of other people are too. Michigan fans have have had to go through these MSU games where they're highly favored or shit happens way too often. So now they're just scarred forever that like you have to expect that MSU is going to win or what, like something's going to happen. Michigan's going to underperform or blow it or something. That's just, 
it's happened all too often that that's like what comes to our brains right away. I, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, we talked about it before. Like I expect a split, a season split. I think Michigan wins at home and I think Sparty wins um, in East Lansing. The only thing we can hope for is, you know, Adrian Nunez or somebody comes off the bench early purposefully just to aggravate Aaron Henry. They both get in a fight, you know, maybe they both get <laughs> tossed and then they, we got nothing to worry about, you know, a little bit, a little bit of exciting, a little bit of excitement there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I will get into Michigan MSU in a little bit, but I do want to talk about the last couple of games here. Um, you know, I think that the Ohio state game first and foremost was like, the best played game of maybe any college team all year, except for maybe Baylor versus West Virginia last night, which was, that was incredible. So like that was up there. Um, and then, you know, you just can't expect like even against Indiana on Saturday, um, like it was just, they were playing so well that it looked like nothing could possibly stop them. And so, um, you know, I think let's also get this on the table. The real reason why, they lost last night was because I was in Chrysler. I mean, that was obviously the problem. You said you're going to leave at halftime and clearly you didn't. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do here? <laughs> Wait outside you need to leave. Watch it on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Come back if they need you. I know. I thought about it. Honestly, I thought I should have, but, um, go down the street, get some takeout, do something. Yeah, I've heard that selfish. that ends badly. It does. That's true. That's true. But hey, Michigan was up at that point in time. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'll take the blame. I'll wear this one. I won't be going back to Chrysler. Um, won't be there on Thursday. Won't be in East Lansing on Sunday. So, uh, you know, I I was thinking about going to the Big Ten tournament. Before, I was just about to say that. Before that, I was thinking about it because there's there are some rumors out there Hashtag sources saying that there could be tickets for the Big Ten tournament. If you know people, I'm not going. I'm I'm out. I'm out. I can't. <laughs> I can't have this Michigan season be resting on my shoulders like that. I can't take. That's the true, man. You're bad juju so far. We're 0 for one when fucking you're in Chrysler. <laughs> Michigan basketball is winless when you're in attendance. How about the fucking bad luck that they've played 17 games or whatever, and they've played unbelievable in 15 of those. In the one game I go see, they play some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it was not enjoyable, literally from the moment I was there till the moment I left. I'm like, this is the only in-person Michigan athletics event I've seen in the past 12 months. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me here. It makes me wonder how good they would be if you just didn't even turn the TV on. <laughs> It'd be like LeBron out there or something. Honestly, I well, I do have a bad record of Michigan road games for football. I thought it was just Jim Harbaugh and our football team isn't good on the road. But I do go to a significant amount of those, and so maybe that's on me too. I got to stop, I think. Yeah, we got to get you out of there somehow. We, we got to... I'm going to record this data set and really <laughs> dig in. And if it's you, I'm sending Jim Harbaugh a, a letter from you apologizing. From me. <laughs> I'll sign that shit. Uh, let me send me the, the draft. I'll, I'll put in some stuff in there that I, that I feel like I need to. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't have any beer last night. I think that was a problem as well. 
I've drank beer for pretty much every other uh, basketball game. And last night I was in Chrysler, so I didn't. So I'm shocked. Why didn't you sneak anything in? You were so high up. Nobody had to be up there. Was anybody That's up true. there like around with you or you were just like fucking around? No, everyone. <laughs> there was there were people up there with me. Oh, OK. Um, it is pretty crazy. Up on, I was up on the catwalk for a little <laughs> bit. It is pretty crazy um, how like everything looks from up there. It's kind of fun. I'm just um, imagining Roe just like up in the nosebleeds by himself, chugging beer, <laughs> That'd be just fucking wearing amazing. his wearing his big Dickinson energy shirt, just going, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know the the gif of uh, Russell Westbrook like trying to eat his wings on the bench. <laughs> that was that's me like chugging some Fireball in the like in the top row of section two twenty two. Oh my god. That would be a beautiful picture. You can just see that on SportsCenter. Scott Van Pelt's talking about it at 3 in the morning. <laughs> the, I mean, the the, uh, the the cameras have nothing else to look at. There's like, you know, 100 other people and not even probably 50 other people in the arena. Hey, there's some idiot up on the catwalk. Let's go see what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, you know, where things did actually go wrong on the court, though. So, I mean – there were, I mean, there weren't many good things. The Austin Davis was the only guy that came in and did anything seemingly. Uh, uh, and even he, you know, is not good on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think the big thing to me was that was foul trouble, you know, foul trouble from the get go with Hunter and Franz and Juwan pulled a beeline. He did where it's the automatic. If you get two fouls, you're going to sit for like 10 minutes straight. And I just, I don't like that move. I think when you've got Kofi Coburn on the other side of the floor, you need to somewhat take a chance with Hunter and say, Hey, I've got Austin Davis here, in my back pocket. That's going to be, you know, serviceable. But if we want to win this game, we need Hunter Dickinson on the offensive end of the floor too. So that was a big issue. Yeah. Austin Davis on Kofi Coburn was a huge mismatch. And you saw, I mean, as soon as Hunter came out of the game, Kofi was just, just went to work on, on Davis. Even, and, even the, the seven foot foreign dude, I, I don't even know what his name yeah. is. So. Yeah. I mean, they just made Austin Davis look, it was, it was, I mean, I think it was everybody's probably worst game of the season. They shot poorly. They didn't rebound. Um, what else do they fucking, they had less turnovers. I think I think that might have been one <laughs> one positive, but it was I mean that was brutal. That was a brutal game to watch. Yeah, and it, I for my eye it was the offensive rebounds too yeah. that really killed us, right? Yeah, I mean it was it was definitely the rebounds. I I think I tweeted it, which was like right um like in the middle of the game or something, but it ended up that. Illinois had 40 rebounds to Michigan's 24 and Illinois had 11 offensive boards. Uh, Michigan only had three, which those rebounds led to 22 second chance points for Illinois. So that's the game. That's, that's the whole game. You know, that's the difference in the score there. And so, I mean, that is something that Michigan has done really well up to this point. So it's kind of surprising to see. Um, I don't know. It would just like being in the arena. It was really weird because, Obviously, there's only 50 people there, so it's not the same environment of Chrysler that I've ever seen before. But it just seemed like everybody was kind of in a fog and, like, slow. I didn't think they had their legs. Um, obviously, like, I think Shondi airballing that free throw again. that was fucking brutal. If that wasn't a, a, a sign of them not 
of being like super tired and not having their legs and everything that I don't know what was, but that's what concerns me. If like, if they're tired now, they play tomorrow, <laughs> you know? I know. And, so, and I mean, MSU played yesterday too, but like, if you come out again like that, even against MSU, you're, there's no chance you win against them, at, uh, you know, against an Izzo team that all they do is rebound every year, you know? So if they, if they don't crash the boards against MSU, it's not going to be pretty for Michigan. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that they couldn't get up for a game like that. Top five game at home. I mean, Big Ten for a Big Ten championship, like, it, it was a brutal show. I mean, I think it had to be there as fucking drained from however many games they had to play in the last ten games. But still, I mean, you got to think the competitiveness of each player would have came out yesterday. But I don't know. Everybody's got bad games, and this is a bad one for Michigan, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing we can do is kind of, you know, examine it, see where we can improve, uh, recuperate, and move on to uh, MSU. So, yeah, let's talk about MSU a little bit. You know, they had a resurgence. Last week was their best week of the year by far. Uh, They beat beat Illinois, right? Wait, who am I saying? Yeah, Illinois and Ohio State. Illinois and Ohio State, yep. Yep. So, I mean, that – they would be nowhere near the conversation for the tournament if they don't win those two games. So now, you know, last night was a big bubble, uh, bubble game with against Indiana because Indiana's on the bubble too. Um, and they win that one down the stretch. I, I was watching last night and it was a tie game or Michigan state was down by like two Aaron Henry had their last 12 points. And he outscored to end the game. Aaron Henry outscored Indiana's whole team 12 to five. So, I mean, that's the only way they're going to win anything is if if he takes over. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's where in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, you either put Eli or Franz or both of them to, you know, on, on Henry. And then you say, good luck. And we'll, you know, if the other guys beat you, they beat you. Um, but I also think on the offensive side, I mean, I don't know anybody on their team that's going to be able to guard Hunter. So as long as you can keep Hunter out of, out of foul trouble, I mean, the mismatch rivalry game aside, the mismatch, the mismatches all are there for Michigan all around. Do you guys agree? Yeah. I mean, just based off athleticism and I mean, honestly, you never know what the fucking, what fucking Spartan team you're going to see too. They're going to be really good or going to be really fucking bad. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that they're really fucking bad. But um, I'm I mean, I feel like Sparty does have so much size and what you'd expect to be talent at the five. But seeing what Hunter's done to every other big guy, especially in the Big Ten, I mean, you got to think that he's going to have a huge game, huge couple games against Sparty. Yeah, honestly, I haven't been watching Sparty that much. So it, it's kind of hard for me to say I've seen him here and there like go from this team that seemed like they've never seen a basketball hoop to like beating some legitimate teams. So I'm, I'm with you, Jack, where I'm like, I have no idea what to expect in terms of what team shows up. But I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm hoping that, you know, we've given Hunter a couple days to let his hair to grow back and then he can <laughs> kind of get back to it. Fresh cut though. Gotta acknowledge that. It, it was good. a fresh fade. He probably saw our boy, the Arab barber. That's right. He's the best uh, best barber in uh, Washtenaw County. I saw Jay do on Twitter, though. He was like, 
who cuts their hair in the middle of a winning streak? <laughs> oh, man. Guy must not watch a lot of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> basketball players hockey don't tend to let the their hair kind of grow out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think I, so early line Clayton, um, which I saw Clayton last night, by the way, guys, I, uh, I was going to say, it looks like a couple pictures were pretty close to each other. He was in Chrysler, uh, last night. So, um, I, I got to see him and so that was good to see him, but he tweeted out early line from Barstool, Barstool Sportsbook, 12 and a half Michigan is favored by tomorrow night against MSU at home. I mean, I mean, dude, don't show me that Illinois game. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Why is it? Why isn't it higher? You know, <laughs> but that's just like, that is a huge lie. I mean, that is a huge it, it's, line, just, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh back. It takes me back to October in freaking mm-hmm. Michigan's favored by 23 as well. You yeah, know? it's true. It's very scary, especially a rivalry game. I mean, and you got to think Spartan basketball is a hell of a lot more talented than Spartan football. And they got yeah. a fucking Hall of Fame coach in Izzo. I mean, it's a, can't count on anything in a rivalry game. I do and, think they'll win at home, but I don't think I don't know. It's hard. It gets me hard to take two from them. Well, it is. It's the month. It's the uh, it's the month. It's the month of Izzo. January, February Izzo now. So they've got. I mean, magic. they're undefeated right now. They're one and zero in March, I think. One and zero in March. You know, you just never know. Never know. So I'm not I, I I highly doubt that Juwan Howard is taking this game lightly, taking either of the games lightly for the rest of the week. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be shocked if he took the Illinois game lightly, you know. Right. I feel like every game's huge for him. Yeah, he just strikes me as, you know, a coach who shows up every game with, you know, in crazy intensity. So that would be weird if he if he was taking <laughs> yeah. it like. Light. No, I'm I'm not even bad take, to bro. Say. Why do you even open your mouth? Who is this guy? Who is Justin Rowe? <laughs> Who is Justin Rowe? That's a great question. I still want that on a T-shirt. That's oh, gonna be uh, the next fucking Brian Gumble or something. Who is Justin Rowe? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, do we think so, Juwan's actually gonna be prepared for a game for once or what? Yeah, honestly, I I mean I I will say this I I will say this fuck you guys but I will say I think I think Juwan still has a lot to work on in terms of in-game coaching when he's down. Man. I think I think he struggles. He struggled in the Minnesota game too. When they went down, I mean, Wisconsin was fantastic he, when they were down by 14 at halftime or whatever and came back. But I think that when when things aren't working the way they normally do, I think he struggles a little bit with the rotation to try and find, like, like tell me, tell me when Michigan's down 11 towards the end of the first half, why Terrence Williams is going in and why Mike Smith has been sitting for six minutes. True. It's a good point. No, yeah, maybe you're maybe you're onto something in that in that respect. I mean, I'm not I'm, saying. Do you do you know that. what Mike Smith uh, what his stats were when he came out? Oh, when he came out, it were, they were bad, really bad. He looked off from. I was saying everybody was fucking missing missing shots. Maybe it's just like fuck, man. You can't make a shot. Try somebody else. I don't know. I, I was I didn't love seeing Terrence Williams come in that early in the game. 
I'm, yeah. I'm with you there. Doubt, dude. Like it's yeah. not like Terry William, like Shondi. I love it when Shondi comes in in that situation because he provides a spark, hits a couple corner spark. threes. Terrence Williams is not game ready, in my opinion. There was a time last night where he like got the ball and immediately chucked it to Austin Davis down low, and Austin was like not even ready for the ball. It was like hot <laughs> potato from Terrence Williams, and I was like, "What are you doing?" So he's not really comfortable in that situation, especially pressure situation, top five matchup down. So I don't know. I would rather see Mike Smith. I'd say you know. See your guy out. He's having a rough ten minutes or whatever, but like, he's your guy. You know, I think you you you. He's your guy that can that's going to run the offense. Him and Eli, so ride him a little bit. Let him let him you know get into a rhythm. I, it's it's not like I'm saying Juwan's a bad coach. Obviously, I just think he's got some room for improvement there. Don't laugh at me. You, no, no, it's thing. no, it's funny because I'm fucking with you because you you've said it. I mean, you've said it all season. Yeah. And, and before the season started. So I was like fucking with you. God, Michigan fan base is overreacts after every loss. <laughs> I did. I did see a couple. Should we fire Juwan? Fire Harbaugh. 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 Yeah, they're like, they don't lose by 23 in March. I'm like, Jesus Get Christ, the fuck dude. out, dude. Like, yeah. You know what? Uh, I think in 2018, Michigan lost to MSU by 23 and then went to the national championship game. I was so. going to say, Wolverine Corner, somebody put out stats. Like, every year that Michigan's gone to the Final Four, they've had, like, two fucked losses. Right. So I'm like, all right, we're just holding up our end of the bargain, you know, trying to keep it rolling and uh, with the tradition. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it was not great to see with Io out. And yeah, that, that was weird. That was very unexpected. Very unexpected. He was warming up and everything. And then, so I think that they were like, oh, Io's out, probably an easy dub, right? And so I think a little bit it was like a relaxed, but then like, you can't let fucking... Trent Frazier, whatever, is that his name? Trent Frazier? Dude, wait. Dude, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Frazier or whatever. Is. That's yeah. the problem. And then, he's not even like a big name guy. And and he's a senior, so I think he's important to this team, but he's not their scorer. And no. then they had a freshman come in for Io that fucking killed it right away. And I'm like, dude, you can't let that guy come in. It's it's like it's like that fucking having been... Rocky Lombardi come in. And kill it against you. you like I don't know. That, that guy's good though. That guy's pretty talented. I think I think he's their two guard. Number forty four, lefty with the hair. Is he? I don't about? know. I haven't watched I Illinois know. that much, but I I don't know. But they those guys made it look like they were the best one two combo in the fucking country. Yeah. Yeah. Against our team, who's supposed to be very good defensively in those in those positions, but I will say I, I tweeted this out too, dude. Frazier was talking shit, mad shit, like looking over at the bench after every single bucket, and he, I mean, he, he deserved to because he's yeah. not fire, but like they, I I you know Michigan Twitter, everyone's like, oh Michigan Twitter talking shit and doing the raids and the memes is like. You know, the team, it doesn't really affect the teams. Illinois had a 
bigger chip on their shoulder than like they probably should have there. So I feel like they were on social media watching. I mean, maybe, or they could just be trying to win a big 10 title, you know, but those, I saw something about us. Somebody was like, maybe we should have like hid the raid memes, all that shit. That's it. I mean, I think Scott Bell put it out. It's like when your team's having fun and like they're winning, ride that roller coaster, like whether they're winning or losing, keep it going. That's what makes it fun. And, uh, I was, man, I mean, we were sending shit back and forth. I was like, man, I'm going to put up 10 videos tonight on Instagram (laughs) and we're just like pulling stuff from everywhere. I mean, everybody was pretty excited about that, like hopeful win. And honestly, I thought it was either going to be a blowout win by Michigan or a close loss. And it was the exact opposite. Just a blowout fucking win by Illinois. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm one of those, I'm like very superstitious so i was not I, when wolverine corner tweeted out like here's the meme raid thread you're like, like oh fuck oh fuck like this is not good well, dude, somebody dropped like a, a zip file that had like 50 <laughs> fucking memes in it just ready to go that's i'm like incredible. okay that's Jesus. amazing i wonder how much time that took you to fucking put that shit together i mean that's just preparation I, you oh, just chalk that up to you your our team is more prepared than your team <laughs> In the meme game. <laughs> in the meme game, not in the real game. Hey, hey, Michigan Twitter got a big shout-out from uh, Big Cat. That's pretty hey. fucking cool. I, he, you know, Big Cat's in the podcast game, so are we. It's kind of like we're part <laughs> of others in crime here, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure he, he listens to us, and he knew what was going on. So Yeah, t- we'll see tomorrow. He'll put something up. It's like, always love getting a shout-out from Blue by 90. <laughs> be amazing exactly he had they had hunter's been on there did you know I, that? well he no i don't think was he on pardon my take i know he was on the i think the barstool bench mob oh you're right you're right but he, i thought he did he did something he might have done something with know. big cat and those guys yeah. yeah i think he like knows them or he did a little call with him or something but um yeah i mean we're just blessed that he's in our dms we're just very blessed true <laughs> very very true can always can always go back to that uh, day of glory where he fucking DM'd with Hunter Dickinson. When he's like a fucking first round pick in the NBA someday. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, tomorrow we'll see. I'm I feel like this this was such a letdown. It kind of it makes tomorrow's game much more important. But it's like it kind of deflated my excitement, though, for it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, oh, you know. I mean, I'm still, I'm sure I'll get pumped up. I think we're going, uh, um, I like organize my work schedule. So I don't work tomorrow night. I don't work Friday morning. And, uh, I think I have Sunday off for the game. So I, I'm like, I'm just going to get blackout and I'm going to enjoy this game. <laughs> and I don't know where I'm going to be. So we might try to go to like Frazier's or pretzel bell or something. Try to do something fun. I think Frazier's would be an awesome atmosphere if we can get, uh, everybody in like the little room that we had before for March Madness. 50% capacity for restaurants, man. Oh, Get that's a little more people starting, starting I think Friday? Friday? I think I think it's right now. I, I, I didn't watch Friday. anything about the schedule. I just heard 50%, so <laughs> I'm talking out of my ass. All right. Probably well, Friday. Don't though. listen to Jay. Please and this not. is only in Michigan. We got listeners countrywide, too. So Texas, 100%. They, they got the no mask mandate, baby. That's we'll fucking see. wild, dude. We'll see how that goes. It, feel, it just, like... I've got you guys want to make a are, trip down to Austin? I've got friends that are in Texas and they're like posting on Instagram and stuff. And it's just like, same with Florida too. Um, it's just 
like I don't want to get political at all and take either side, but it's just the weirdest weird part about it is like it's like a different world. It it's is like a completely different, different fucking world. world. You know, so it's just so wild to see all that um all that go on. So um, not not that I'm jealous or not jealous, but man, what I would give I would ri- I think I would like I would definitely quarantine after, but I would I might risk getting COVID just to go to a fucking packed bar again, man. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's like give me that give me that like adrenaline, man. Oh, hey man, I I heard I heard that yes. uh I heard Alabama was going to have um full stadium for football in the fall. So SEC baby. Can always SEC. take you down Tuscaloosa. SEC. I'm trying to go down to Cox by 90. Hang out with Jeff. Oh hell yeah. Show me you your TDs. Do some tailgating. I I think that we're close to Mich. I think we're gonna have you know a full stadium for Michigan. I really do. I think in the fall. I, think, awesome. I do. I no do. Fucking away. It's fine. You don't have to. Don't, you don't have don't to believe me. Give me hope. Don't give me hope there. You don't have to believe me. That's fine. I don't care. But I think that I I think that I mean we're we're supposed to be fully vaccinated by May apparently now. What? And that's why. We are uh, putting together all of our resources to buy some COVID vaccines, and we are going to give them out to a lucky listener. <laughs> <laughs> Doing our part. Oh, man. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's a good thing. I had thing. no idea where you were going with Neither that. Neither did I. <laughs> I was just waiting for, the, waiting for the bomb to drop. That's good. It's a good thing that these podcasts have made us billionaires so we can afford a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. We, what if we, we made our, off our website like nine cents, right? Dang. <laughs> oh, making profits, baby. <laughs> I haven't even looked at it in like no, six months. I. <laughs> I, was, I was DMing with our guy, Caleb Martin, though, the other day. And, yeah. and he was like, dude. I cannot wait for the blue by 90 tailgate come fall. So Hell yeah. whether we're allowed to or not, it's going to be happening somewhere. I can oh, for that. sure. Of course. We'll, we'll be able to get somewhere and have a, have a tailgate. Definitely. Yeah. I think, I think they'll, I mean, it's such a fucking money maker. So it's like tickets to a stadium. I don't think it'll be a packed house because you're stuffed in there like a fucking sardine, but I think they'll have to do some sort of capacity to let people in just to make money. Yeah. I mean, I just there's no way they can go two football seasons without, you know, selling tickets. Like revenue wise, whether it's healthy or not, most of these most of these places, I mean, if you look at college aside, like obviously it's you know, revenue's huge in college, but it's still a, an academic institution. If you're looking at the NFL, like you know those places are not gonna give up millions of dollars in ticket revenue. Oh yeah. Um, if they if they're allowed to. So I don't yeah, know. I t- I was I'm very I'm very confident because of the fifty percent we're opening more. They did something like in a ten thousand person arena, like seven hundred and fifty people can uh be in there, I guess. Yeah. Which is like wh- what's the math here? Fifty percent in a restaurant, seven hundred and fifty in a ten thousand person arena. I'm just confused, Gretch. I'm just confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, because even like venues, like Heather and I's wedding venues, like didn't get moved at all. It's like 
it doesn't fucking stack up. So I don't know. Yeah. And it's tough too, right? Because U of M tends to be so, uh, you know, COVID conservative as we've seen with basketball, right? Huge overreactions in my opinion. Um, and so who knows where we'll be in the fall versus a lot of other institutions. Yeah. I think we'll be the last. That's for sure. That, that's the frustrating part a little bit is that we're here in Ann Arbor and they probably will be the last to open up. So, but you know what? They're the last, they're going to be the last to sell beer. They're going to be the last to do everything. So just something we got to deal with here. So, um, but you know what? I, um, I'm, I'm putting it down. We're freaking tailgating in the fall guys. I really think we're gonna be at football games. We're going to be tailgating. I, you know, even if we can't go to the the games, we'll obviously tailgate, but shout out Caleb Martin. That's our guy. Wait, he, he sent us a voicemail like a week Can, ago. I, I read it, but I never actually listened to it. All right. Let's so if we could play, play it right now, that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> well, let's just play it. Not we none of us have listened. Oh, we'll I love see, it. I'm excited for this. We'll see what he says. Can Roe figure it out? We'll see. What do you think? Over under a minute it takes Roe to figure this out, Kalen. Ooh, over. Over? That's a bad oh. bet. Yeah, wow. We fucked that up. Can you hear it? You got to put it like up next to a speaker. One thing I've noticed in the recruiting rankings coming out. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, fellas. Caleb Martin calling from Toledo, Ohio. Um, just a couple things, with, especially with recruiting. One thing I've noticed in the recruiting rankings coming out for football for 2022, why in the fuck aren't we approaching the recruiting trail the same as guys like Jawan Howard or, or, or like exactly like Jawan Howard? I mean, you see, there's a reason we're one of the top programs in the country in basketball. We're going out and we're fucking bringing in top, top 10 recruiting classes in the country every fucking year. Then you go and look in football. Ah, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, Justin. All right, here we go. 22, and Ohio State has, well, sorry, Ohio. I'm not fucking saying Ohio State. Um, <laughs> they have how many players in the top 100, top 150, and we're recruiting four stars that are, three stars that are fucking ranked 7, 800. And I, I, I guess I just want to hear your guys' take on why you think we're doing that. And even look at uh, Ohio's recruiting classes last year, um, fucking unreal class again and they don't recruit anybody lower than 200 in the country 300 in the country why are we not setting that same standard for ourselves um, i'm interested i've got I'm, I'm ready for this conversation 200 in the country 300 in the country why are we not setting that same standard for ourselves um and then again like as we've noticed with, with coach gaddis on twitter with uh with, uh, after the basketball team beat beat uh, the Buckeyes last last Sunday, why are we still saying their name? They don't say our name. Why are we still saying their name? I mean, growing up in this state, seeing the hatred that they have for for us and for Michigan, and I don't know. I just don't know why we don't share that same hate. I just want to get your guys' take on that and your thoughts. So uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to hearing you guys' next uh, pod. Let me know what you guys think. Um, as always, go blue, fuck Ohio. Hell yeah, Caleb. Love it. Love, love that it. ending. Love that. So love, which that's one the do you guys want to jump into first? I mean, this is a good transition, I think, to uh, to football here for a little bit. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll ask kind of what he asked, which is Juwan Howard 
came in as a first-year head coach and offered just about every five-star in the country. He was not going to and, – and Michigan basketball was in a good spot after Beeline, but it's not like Michigan football is in a bad spot to not get five-stars, right? I mean, they're not in a great spot, but – Juwan Howard and came Juwan Howard came in and was incredibly aggressive on the recruiting trail and he was only offering I don't think he's offered a three star other than maybe his own kid right, right. so um you know why does Juwan Howard settle for three stars you know why is he not maybe he's maybe it's okay to settle for three stars if you miss out on those five stars but it kind of seems like they don't even shoot for the five stars. So what do you guys think about that? I'm going to go with cool factor. Michigan football has lost its cool factor where Michigan basketball, one, it's on an upward trend. They've been to um, two national title games in the past 10 years. They've had multiple conference championships. Their head coach is fucking Jawan Howard from the Fab Five. I mean – and you're playing basketball indoors, so it doesn't matter as much when you're playing games. That kind of takes the weather out of it from going like down a little bit down south. But I mean, there's like I feel like there's not as much like old head tradition in basketball, whether it's in football, and it just doesn't make it as cool as going to a place like fucking Ohio State. I mean, it's just I mean, you see all those programs like they're cool, they're like they're fun to go to, the game presentation, like the fucking fireworks at the stadium and all this shit, like. It's an insane production, and it's so fun, and it's just I think the Michigan old tradition is is catching up to them. And people might hate on that, but if you want to be 12-0 and 0 and fucking go to the playoffs and beat Ohio State, you got to have a cool factor. And I feel like Michigan football's kind of kind of lost that. Harbaugh was exciting the first couple of years, but it's – from my perspective, I, outside looking in, he's just not – it's just not – it's not it's apples to oranges to me. It's I, the same school, I, but the, the it's totally different. I don't disagree, and what Ohio State has done really well um, is they have the cool factor, but they still have kept a lot of those traditions, right? So they so they get it on both ends. So I don't like to compliment those fucks a lot, but I think they've done a good job there. <laughs> Jacqueline just yelled at me from the other room. <laughs> Dropped me up. Um, all right, Kalen, what do you got for us? I mean, damn it. I mean, Jack kind of stole, stole exactly what I was going to say in a lot of ways. So I have to try to look at this from a different angle. Um, I think, have we confirmed that Jim Harbaugh hasn't done that? And we haven't gotten a lot of those five-star recruits? Um, I mean, I think there's a, there's a chance that we are trying to recruit those guys and we're just not getting them which would then lead me to say, why aren't we getting those guys? Um, let's just be honest here. We're not excelling at the same level as the other elite programs, right? Guys who are five stars tend to be, you know, a little bit prima donna-y, right? Guys don't want to hear the 40-year spiel from Michigan. They want to hear, hey, how would you like a ring? Come to Clemson, Right. That's a pretty easy sales pitch. And if you're a kid who's 17 and everyone's going like, yeah, that's right. If you come to my school, you can come play for three years, maybe even win two rings and then go in the first round and get a $40 million check. That's an easy sales pitch. A lot better than how would you like an education for a lifetime? You know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you're definitely, you're definitely not wrong, which is, 
to me, it's sad because the four for 40 pitch four years at Michigan and, and it'll pay off for 40 years of your life is a great pitch if people can buy into it, right? Yes. It's a great pitch because it's very true. It is incredibly true. I mean, I, I my fiance is living it right now, working at Michigan. She's a, she's in the four for 40 program, honestly. And so it's, it, but I agree with you in the fact that a, an 18-year-old thinks that they're going to the league. Every single one of these guys that are coming to the, into college football have been that dude for their peewee team, their middle school team, their high school team. Now they think they're going to be the guy for college and then be that first-round pick. And so I agree. It's, it's this fantastic idea because it is, it's very realistic and true for probably 95% of these guys. Um, but they don't want to hear that. That's not what they want to hear. So, you know, I mean, obviously we've seen a big recruiting splash since Caleb sent in this thing with, you know, Will Johnson uh, is, you know, committed on last week. Uh, we just got a new uh, four-star wide receiver. Uh, Tavon Trent. Tavon Trent, uh, something like that. Um, so, like, they are, I do think, honestly, they must have heard his voicemail, even though we didn't play it, <laughs> because they are starting to go after uh, after bigger guys. Um, you know, higher recruit or higher, um, ranked guys. So I don't know. I mean, that's definitely, I would, I want, I want this next staff to do that. You've got a shot with every four and five star out there. You're, you're a gigantic name. You've got the re, uh, the resources, the facilities, uh, you've got the name in Jim Harbaugh. Like what else do you need there? Right. Um, obviously wins is a big one. Uh, championships is a big one, but you've got it on the recruiting trail and now you've got some great recruiters. So I want to see them go after those big dogs and get them. Oh, another, another thing real quick, just to touch on, do you think that the academic standards at Michigan hold back, hold us back from recruiting the guys that maybe are some of those top 10 recruits? I'd say maybe, but I mean, still look at basketball. Obviously you have to get less, you know, talent for basketball, which is, which is helpful. But I think it's always easy to fall back on that excuse. And, and I think it's a valid excuse that maybe it might be holding some guys back. But I don't I, know, man. I, my response to that is I think that if Jim Harbaugh came out and said, I want this guy, but he's got a 2.0 instead of a 2.5, my bet is that he's getting him. He, that kid's getting through. But – my thought process is that when a 2.0 kid comes to Michigan on a recruiting visit and hears, yeah, great academics, school's going to be hard, that kid said, Last I'm thing they want to hear. Yeah, that's the <laughs> last good. thing they want to hear. Yeah, I know you what know, you're selling. Yeah. I, I'm speaking from my experience. I, you know, that was part of, I couldn't get into Michigan, but like, that's a fucking, it's a hard school, dude. So it's like one of those things where, I don't think that it's holding Michigan like Michigan's not shooting itself in the foot because there are so many people out there that hear it and see it. And they're like, oh, the admissions uh, is not letting Xavier Worthy in is not like the admissions uh, department doesn't let these kids in. I promise you, if these kids, if if the football team wants these kids to get in, they're getting it. But I think it just it's the same with like a Northwestern or a Stanford. They get a certain profile of kid because. 
there there are a certain level on the GPA scale or whatever you want to call it that'll say, I don't really want to go. I, it's a Cardale Jones. I'm not here to play school. Yeah. This is not getting those kids, right? No. They're getting kids that are in the four for 40 because classes are hard. You won't make it here at Michigan if you aren't really smart or pretty smart and and can make it through a semester. So I think that's that's where the disconnect is more than like kids not getting in. Yeah, I thought I remember uh, um, Rich Rods had a, a situation where he talked about, you know, I wanted some kid who was NCAA eligible, but not quote unquote Michigan eligible. So just, you know. There's definitely a higher standard. Like, I'm not saying that there's not uh, not a higher standard at all at Michigan. I think there is a higher standard than just, like, the GPA minimum for for the NCAA. Because I'll be honest, here's, here's, how, here's my take on it. The GPA minimum for the NCAA is 2.0. What that means for a school like, let's say, the University of Miami, who admits, you know, just about anybody, that means for the football team, they admit somebody who's a 1.6 and they fudge the numbers, right? For Michigan, it's you can't get anybody in that's less than a 2.0, so you miss out on some of those guys, um, you know. And, and it's it's really like you they say you have to be 2.5 and above, so they'll fudge the numbers for a 2.2 kid to get them to a 2.5. That's how I see it. So there still is a higher standard, but um, yeah, that's how I see it. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut before I say something stupid. So <laughs> I've, I've, I have nothing. I don't know anything about any of this. <laughs> what up? What, I, oh, I thought Ro was still frozen. I was like, what up? I've, I've frozen. Froze, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, I, I think it's not, it's like a, it's kind of a myth, but not really a myth. Um, I think it's real in some aspects, but not like, they don't let guys in unless they have a 4.0 GPA. Like that's what some people think. So, yeah. Um, but it definitely affects recruiting for sure. So let's get to the other question that he raised, which is a great question as well. Why doesn't, why don't coaches like Josh Gaddis hate Ohio state? And why does Ohio state hate Michigan so bad, even though they've kicked the shit out of them for 20 years now, but are, is, is, Here's here's actually a good way to to say it. We haven't talked about Josh Gaddis a lot, uh, you know, that his tweet about like how Ohio State should have been in the national championship or the college football playoff or whatever. We haven't talked about that. Do you think he was bending the knee? Was he bending the knee to Ohio State or was he in favor of the Big Ten Conference? I I think he was probably in favor of the Big Ten Conference, but it sure as hell looked like he was fucking bending the knee. <laughs> I mean, you got to be aware. Awareness level zero for Josh yeah. Gaddis right there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he should have just not tweeted anything. I, I mean, it's so easy not to tweet. Yeah. It's so easy not to tweet. Nobody is asked, like, it, it'd be one thing if they were in a media session and somebody asked him that question. Hey, do you think Ohio State should be in the college football playoff? Well, I think they're, you know, they're a top team. They, you know, I, unfortunately they weren't able to play enough games. It wasn't their fault. Um, I do think that they're one of the top teams in the nation. After we played them, they were very, very, uh, you know, well, they didn't play them, but you know, like you could answer that way. You could answer that question in a way to say, 
yes, great. Like, they're very good. They do deserve it, but not feel like you're, like, rooting for Ohio State. Nobody asked him to fucking tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. Came no out of reason, fucking left field, yeah. No reason for you to tweet that. So, I mean, that goes to the bigger question. And, I, Caleb, you're not wrong. I think I see it all the time where Ohio State just hates Michigan. And Michigan seems to like be like, eh, you know, a lot of the time. I think there's <laughs> it's a culture in- thing, man. <laughs> I, the I culture think, is fucked up in Michigan football. Well, I think there's hatred in the in the week of Ohio State. I think there's a lot of hatred from the Michigan side, but it's a three six five twenty four seven type of thing for Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, the like you know the thing where Ohio State campus they like block out the M's all over campus and everything. Mm-hmm. What would be the equivalent of Michigan's version of that? I don't know. Block out the O's, but that's not even like, you can't do the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It, it is. A, it is a good question. I think that it's like, he, here's my thing. Okay. I have been to Columbus plenty of times for, games not for games things like that if you if you dare wear michigan stuff in columbus then they like it it could be a random fucking tuesday at a restaurant and people will give you shit for it right if people wear ohio state i see people wearing stuff ohio state stuff a decent amount here in ann arbor oh yeah people don't say a word that's what i think the difference is is they they like it is truly from not only the team, but the fans, it's 365, like, don't step foot in our city type of a thing, where Ann Arbor, people are just like, whatever, they don't really care, like, it's just like, fuck that guy, like, I, he's walking down the street with an Ohio State shirt on, I really could care less, I'm gonna walk right by him. Very yeah. accurate. Maybe that ties into a little bit of exactly what Ohio State historically does not like about Michigan, right? That like quote unquote attitude of like, we're better than you. Right. It's the arrogance for sure. Yep. Well, I think, I think it's a lot of it is the arrogance because Michigan fans after getting beat for 20 years (laughs) still are arrogant. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I think that's half of it. Right. If anything, I feel like it should flip. Right. That the Ohio State fans are so arrogant because they keep winning and Michigan fans should just co-opt everything that they've done. (laughs) Why why wouldn't no? Honestly, an Ohio State fan watching a Michigan fan walk down the street should just turn up their nose and like not or turn their cheek and not like even notice them because Michigan's irrelevant. Right. In Michigan uh, in football, you know, but um it's it's the opposite somehow that even after two decades of domination for Ohio State, they still have the pedal to the metal in in that hatred. And I don't know if it's you know I would love to go back to to the '90s, you know, or or even early 2000s. I think we were too young to really realize it all. I would love to know you know what is it, what was it like with that hatred? Was Michigan hating Ohio state just as much or more, uh, or were they still the arrogant, like, yeah, we're better than you, whether we win or not this year type of a thing. 
I, I'm very curious of that because, yeah, it's not like Ohio State was dominant or anything. Like they were, you know, kind of right along with Michigan, I, I think. So I wonder if it would be more – it wouldn't be so one-sided. Dude, it's actually really funny because, like, that's true. When I was a little kid, like, I didn't know any Ohio State fan. And, like, my world was so small. So the fact that somebody was rooting for Ohio State, I literally just, like, couldn't fathom it. It was like, what is wrong with that guy? Like, who are – look, there's a sea of these just people who I have no idea where they're making them, you know? <laughs> it It is true. I, and I, I think that there's – so I related to the MSU rivalry, too, where, to be honest – I think that when MSU's bad at football, you know, obviously lately it's been different because even when MSU's bad, somehow they're pulling out some wins against Michigan State. But when MSU's bad at football and and Michigan's good, Michigan fans don't even pay attention one bit to MSU until that MSU week. Yeah. Ohio State fans, when they're really good, they could be 11 and 0, 12 and 0, and they're still watching Michigan every week, hoping that they lose, even if Michigan is five and four. That's that's where the difference is. How do you flip that? How do you change that culture? Because the team can change that culture a little bit. How does it change to where it's the entire fan base that is flipped? Because that's the difference. And I know that like people are like, oh well, a fan base can't, you know doesn't affect a a football team. No, I disagree. I think the fan base has a lot to do with what the culture is of that football team and how they treat other teams because on social media now in recruitment, all that stuff, every one of these guys get a gauge of how fans treat their players and treat their opponents and rivals. I mean, I think it stems from the top stems from the head coach. Who's the coach of the football team? Who's leading them? Who's the face of that program? And right now, it's a boring Jim Harbaugh. Dude, that that clip I sent you guys of that coach, the basketball coach from like 2008, just fucking going off in his press yeah, conference. I Imagine that. if Jim Harbaugh did that every time oh. he lost to Ohio State. And he had that level of like, you know. Intensity. Passion. Yeah. yeah. It's different, man. Culture I mean, is totally would, different. Do you think? Here's a question. So, if you if you hadn't seen um, that clip, it was of Michigan's women's basketball coach from mm-hmm. uh, obviously not KBA. We love KBA. Where KBA stands here, Orange Theory member. Um, if if we like, if Jim Harbaugh went off like that women's basketball coach did. Again, after a 62 to 39 loss against Ohio State, is he more loved or is it like, dude, stop fucking crying? Ah, that's a good question. It depends how how it's portrayed. Like, what does he say? I mean, if he's fired up, I'll be fired up. Like, I'll be it'll it'll get my juices going. You against know? the against the other team, though, not like complaining to the refs or something, right? Yeah, right, right, exactly. Like, it's less of him, like, whining, more of him, like, you know, fuck those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I would be fired up for that. 
Yeah, I think I agree. I think I think it'd be easier would... to get the fan base to root for you that way. Except for all the old heads that are like about tradition, like ah, oh, we're better than that. Da, 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 da. Get out. Go fucking watch the game in your home. <laughs> and you know what? If they they're gonna be like, I I'm not watching Michigan football anymore. If they've got good, this, I see ya. See ya. Yeah, Sorry. see ya. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, I I think that I agree. I think that the Michigan fan base would be 100 percent uh behind it. Maybe not 100%, but a majority behind it. The rest of the world would be like, look at this loser, right? But who gives a shit about the rest of the world, dude? Like, it's us versus the world, right? That's how it should be. You know, like, that's where Juwan and, like, I'll say this, like, that's how Mark D'Antonio viewed everything. That's why he was so successful at MSU was it was him and their team and their program versus the world. And I don't know why Jim Harbaugh can't, Take that. The world, Jim, I don't know if you know this, the world hates you. The world <laughs> fucking hates you. Why can you not take this, it's us against the world mentality and say, fuck everybody outside of these doors, it's us together, and we're going to take on the world. They have it there. It's right in front of their faces. Why can't they take that on? Get me fired up. I'm ready to be there drinking a beer on a golf course. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll wave the flag for us, yeah. Jacqueline's, Jacqueline's peeking around the corner. Like, what the fuck are you doing right now? I'm working on my pregame speech. She says I, she says I look like a tomato. And I think it's just because I've been yelling. Tomato face is back, baby. I, I haven't even I haven't seen this sun in years. I still got a tomato face just from hey, screaming into it. It was nice and warm today, man. It was. Hell yeah, dude. It was great. I told you I was sitting outside drinking a beer for lunch. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that you specified lunch. It's a well, fucking it's like, Wednesday. It's like, at, it's like dinner time for me, but lunch time for normal people. That's true. It is. <laughs> it is. So, all right. Well, do you, do you guys have anything else? Do you, I mean, that was, a, I feel I like it's a great way uh, to end it. I'll, and some positive way. news is starting the, Media is starting to think that Amani is going to go pro, which we've oh. thought all along. There's no fucking way he's stepping foot on a Breslin court. Um, so good news for Michigan fans, I guess. Although I'd love to see Michigan beat their ass with Amani on the team. I would love for them to for that class to come in with Imani and then Michigan still better. That would be because they've been Beautiful. waiting for Imani for fucking ever. I almost want it to happen. I want it to happen. So, all right. Well, Sparty. Sparty versus uh, versus Michigan tomorrow in Ann Arbor. I won't be at Chrysler, so that's a good thing. Marcus is W. Michigan. All right, here we go. Zero to ninety is your game predictions. We'll go two game predictions: one for Thursday, one for Sunday. Okay. So twelve and a half point favorites tomorrow night in Ann Arbor. I don't know what they are on Sunday. I don't think the line's out yet. It usually comes out a day before. I'm assuming it's going to be probably. Eight or nine, I would imagine. So, score predictions for Thursday and for Sunday. Kalen, we'll start with you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have right, no, Jack, we'll absolutely no clue. <laughs> I, I want to say it'll be a big win, but with Sparty, you never know. I think, I'm going to say Michigan 75, Sparty 72. All right. I like that. I, I was going to go, I think it's going to be, lower scoring than that. Sparty can't score. 
So they're going to have to play defense and, and out-rebound. And I think Michigan is going to, you know, they play great defense too. I'm going to say they don't touch 70. I'm going to say 68-61, Michigan on Thursday. And then for Sunday, any slanting. So it's kind of, this is like, I think no, this will never happen again. No. Where MSU plays in Ann Arbor for senior night and then Michigan plays in East Lansing for senior night. That's dude, I love it. I hope it, they do that moving forward. That'd be, dude, amazing. that'd be awesome every year. Like it'd just be crazy. Um, but uh, I'm going to go in at senior night. Spart- they're kissing the Spartan head, all that stuff. I think Michigan still wins, but I think it's very close. I think that Michigan wins like by a bucket or two. I'm going to okay. be so boring. I'm betting 75-72 for both of them, both games. I have no fucking clue. Okay. I hope we win both. You've given me a, a frame of reference so I don't sound ridiculous, but it might still be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, I think that this first game, like, Sparty might hang in there, but I do think that Michigan will kind of kick it into gear and run away with it a little bit more. So I'm going, like, 74-61 in this first game. Um, but in the second game, I think it'll be closer. And because I'm a homer, I'm going to go 69-67 uh, Michigan. All right. All right, there you go. So we all got Michigan with two dubs. Fuck, yeah. You said that they were going to split, you idiot. <laughs> I said I wouldn't be surprised if they split. No, you said you. I, I think they're, they're going to split. I'm going to be a fucking homer and root for Michigan both games. They should win both I'm, handily. They should win both handily, but I just don't know. I just, I want, I don't want Michigan State to win strictly because of your wife, honestly. If we're being <laughs> Dude, dead honest. We need bragging rights from football. You don't get bragging rights for splitting. Like, we need Agreed. two dubs. Agree. Especially a split for Sparty when we're number two in the nation and they're bad. Like bubble team is a W for them. So oh, fuck you yeah. have if you're Michigan, if if you want big bragging rights over, uh, uh, you know the state, you have to win both. So yep. we'll um, leave it on that. Michigan's gonna win both. We'll see you guys uh, after after these two uh, Michigan State wins, and we'll talk about the Big Ten tournament and uh, and everything there. But thank you for listening. You can follow us at Blue by Ninety on Twitter, Instagram. And Facebook, as well as at Blue by 90 Podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening and go blue. Go blue. Go blue.